Welcome to Girl Gone Vocal, the podcast where we shatter the chains of diet culture and dive deep into all things mental health. I'm your host, Alexa Cohen, and I'm here to share my personal journey from being entangled in diet culture's grip to breaking free and embracing a life full of authenticity and self-compassion. This podcast is your source of inspiration, motivation, and empowerment. It's a reminder that you're not alone in your journey to break free from the diet culture's grip and embrace the beautiful mess that is you. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's embark on this transformative journey together. Welcome to Girl Gone Vocal. Hi everyone, I'm back. I've missed you all so much. I've been crazy busy these past few weeks, so I've had a hard time finding a time to record a podcast, but... This topic that I have for today is a long time coming. I've been thinking and thinking about it. So get excited, buckle up, and let's get rolling. So today I wanted to talk about things that make me happy and small things that I do each day to keep me going, to think me keeping positive, and that just keep my mind at a happy place. Now before I start, I don't want this to come off as like a toxic positivity podcast because obviously I've had my struggles, which I'll share in a few minutes, but this is just me right now. I am in an amazing place with my mental health journey and I just wanted to share some tips and tricks that really worked for me in getting to the space that I'm at right now. So I wanted to start off with something really basic. The first thing that ever helped me was admitting that I needed help. And this can come in a lot of different forms. For me, it was admitting that I have a problem. For me, it was with eating and with my depression and with my anxiety and OCD. For others, it might be something else. But for me, it was admitting to myself that this is not normal and that I shouldn't have to live like this. and that I don't really want to live like this. This didn't come easy and this didn't come naturally, but over time, once I tried to get in that mindset that I can live a different life than this life that I'm living right now, I realized that if I put in the work and ask for help and tell my people that I'm struggling, that it could make a difference. And I didn't realize at the time how much of a difference it could make, but just trusting your gut and trusting yourself that you might have a problem with whatever it is and that getting help might be and is a good idea. Getting help is never a linear line as is literally nothing when it comes to mental health. But once you find your people, you know you find your people. And what I mean by that is finding, whether it be a therapist, a nutritionist, a dietitian, a trauma therapist, et cetera, et cetera, it might take a few people. It might take a few tries for you to find somebody that you're willing to trust, that you can connect with, and that you like and see as someone that you can talk to and be vulnerable with. This is an unfortunate reality But the key to getting help and getting help the right way is being patient and being patient with yourself and being patient with the people that want to help you. You are not a burden. This is such a common worry that people have when they're first getting help. 
The people that want to help you want to help you. Therapists, dietitians, people that want to help, it's their job. They signed up for this. They could have picked a job in any other field, but this is their passion and this is what they want to do. Coming from somebody that's dream is to help as many people as I can, I can tell you when I finally get clients, they are not a burden to me. They are real people and they are people that I want to help and I want to make feel better and I want to help them. It's not a burden and it's my passion. And I can speak for a lot of other people that have the same passion as I do. If my mom hears this, she's going to laugh at me. But one thing that is super tricky when it comes to finding a provider is you have to give them a few sessions. If you meet with, let's say, a new therapist and after your first session, you're like, oh my God, like, I don't like them. This was so boring. I'm never going to trust them. You've only met them once, okay? Let's put this in perspective. If you are meeting somebody for the first time, let's say it's a friend, you're not going to instantly fall in love and be best friends on that first day. And this therapy session is probably only 50 minutes. And it's probably an intake, so you're probably sharing why you're coming to therapy. So you don't really have a chance to talk to one another that much and get to know each other. So my biggest tip is give it at least three sessions, minimum. And that was like my mom's rule of thumb. Like I went through so many therapists and she would always make me go to like at least three sessions and I wanted to punch her in the face. But in the end, it all worked out, trust me. It took me over a year to find my therapist that I liked and that I trusted. And unfortunately, that is normal, it takes time. But once you find one, you find one. I've been seeing my therapist since 2021. So another big tip that I have when it comes to meeting with professionals is you have to trust them. You have to trust their education. You have to trust their knowledge. They have been to many, many years of school to be in this position to be a provider for you. They know their stuff. For me, when I first met with my dietitian, I was like, you're making this up. You're making this up so that I can recover as fast as I can and then relapse. I thought that she was plotting against me. And if my dietitian is listening to this right now, she will know that those first few months of meeting with her, I was literally mute. I would not say a single word. I did not trust her. I did not trust myself and anyone around me really. And until I realized that she went to a lot of years of school for this. She has a lot of experience in this position of being a dietitian. She has so many clients that have been successful and have recovered and are in a good place in recovery. Until I realized that, I couldn't fully trust her. And that was me being stuck in my disorder and stuck in my head that nobody's right except for my eating disorder. Something that helped me when it came to like food and like my eating disorder is having my dietitian give me the science behind everything. I am like a very fact-driven person and when she would tell me like carbs are our brain's main fuel source and you can literally look that up on Google and it is correct and so knowing the science behind everything that I ate and what it did for my body changed my perspective of oh this food is actually 
fuel. I know that is very cliche, food is fuel, but it is really the truth. And everything that I'm putting in my body is letting me have the life that I eventually want. I know I'm kind of going off right now, but what I wanted to say with this provider section of this podcast is gaining trust in your provider, having your provider trust you, you trust your provider, makes such a difference. And once you have that connection between the two of you, you're going to know that it's okay to be honest with them. And until you gain that trust, it might be a little harder to do so. But the more you talk to them, the more you're open during your sessions, the quicker it's going to be that you gain each other's trust. Okay, enough of me blabbing on about providers and trust and stuff. Something else that I wanted to bring up is just my kind of my daily routine and how I balance my school, work, self-care, recovery, life. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. I have a lot on my plate. So I wanted to kind of explain how I go about each day. So right now I am a full-time student. I have two internships. I uh, actually, I have three internships. I am a friend. I am in a sorority. I do weightlifting. There's a lot to me and there's a lot on my calendar. So I'm going to just kind of go into what keeps me sane. (laughs) So when I was in high school, I absolutely hated like the routine of being in like a public school, like elementary, middle, high school. I hated every day you wake up at a certain time, you go to school for six, seven hours, you come home, you do your homework, I go to gymnastics, go to bed. I hated that. I hated how every single day was the same. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. I know some people do love that rigid routine, but for me, I got so sick of every single day being the same. And when vacations come up, like school vacations, like I would try and enjoy the vacation, but the whole time I was just dreading going back to that same routine. So when I came to college, I wanted to let myself not be stuck in that same like high school routine. And I'm gonna share some ways that I made that switch. So starting off with class schedules, I am very particular about my classes. I This semester is actually the first time I've taken an 8 a.m. and I have actually been able to make it to most of my classes. But last year, my freshman year of college, I didn't take a single 8 a.m. and I think that that was honestly the best decision for me. Going into my freshman year, I did not want it to resemble high school whatsoever. So for me, taking an 8 a.m. and having to get up at 7.30 every day or even before that, reminded me so much of high school that I didn't want that rigidness anymore. Now I'm a year and a half into college and taking an 8 a.m. honestly wasn't the worst thing. It got me up on Tuesdays and Thursdays and got my day going. But definitely my freshman year, if possible, I would recommend not taking an 8 a.m. if you're in the same boat that I am. So I do have a bit of a routine every day because your life has to have some structure. Um, So every day, if I don't have my 8 a.m., I will wake up, I will go get my Aroma Joe's Rush, I'll make myself some breakfast, whether it's I'm picking up breakfast or I'm making something in my room. And depending on what time I have class or anything, I will maybe study a little bit in Aroma Joe's. I'll try and get out of my room in the morning so I can get my day going because if I know I'm staying in bed for hours after I wake up, then my day is just going to be not as productive. So I have my internship 
two to three days a week. And before I go into that, I always try and kind of focus my work and see what I'm going to be doing while I'm at the internship that day so I don't go in all flustered especially if I have a meeting with my supervisor or it's something there's an event that day or something crazy going on. So for one of my internships I have to dress business casual and at first I was like oh my god this is so annoying but truly when I dress and feel nice my day is 10 times more productive. So within the day I am usually pretty slammed from like 10 a.m. to like 4 usually and that is when I get the bulk of my homework done and my internship work done so I can have the night for self-care. Of course there's days where I have more work than others and I have to work past 4 p.m. but 4 p.m. I usually try and make it the cutoff for my work. Another thing that has really helped me is making my living space not my workspace and I know a lot of people say this but I want to like highlight it because I like to have my bedroom not be a space where I'm stressed doing schoolwork. I like to have my room as my relaxing time, my self-care time, just doing things that I like to do. And I actually learned this in high school. I never did homework in my room except for when it was like COVID but that's different and it really creates a good barrier of your spaces of what your mindset is when you walk into it. After I get home for the day around usually four o'clock, I will usually get in bed. I'll maybe watch some TV or I'll do my nails. I usually like to try and do something with my hands, whether it's doing my hair or my nails while I watch TV. I tend to be a very fidgety person when I'm watching TV and I can't just do one thing at once. So I usually do something a little bit productive for my self-care while watching TV. If I didn't go to the gym in the morning, which sometimes I do if I don't have my 8 a.m. and if it's my day of the week to go to the gym, I will go in after 4 p.m. The gym at UNH is also way quieter in the afternoon after 4 p.m. than it is in the morning. Going to the gym for me is honestly just a space there where I get to be alone. I get to be listening to my music. I get to, sometimes I go with friends, and it's just a space for me to challenge myself and work on something that's within my body. For me, since I did gymnastics all my life, before weightlifting, I really missed, like, challenging my body to do something, and not in, like, a disordered way where I am challenging myself to change my body, but more so I am challenging myself to either push the weight or challenging myself on a physical thing that I might not have been able to do the day before. So this is something that I feel like not a lot of people talk about and I kind of want to go into another podcast fully about this but for me going into the gym when I have an open mindset I am always way more productive than if I go into the gym knowing I'm going to max out and get a PR. I always get in my head when I tell myself before I go to the gym that this is the day you're hitting a PR and I usually end up not hitting that PR because I've been thinking about it and not really going into the gym with the open mind of maybe I won't hit the PR or maybe I will. When I first started weightlifting, I was hitting PRs like every day, like every day that I would work out, I would hit a PR and that was because I was new to weightlifting and when you start something, obviously you're going to excel a lot faster than when you have been doing it for a while when you kind of have the skills down pat. So nowadays I'm hitting PRs a lot less frequently. I'm also trying to hit PRs 
a lot less frequently. And when I hit a PR, it's super, super cool and super sweet. And it honestly just means a lot to me. So learning to go into the gym with an open mindset has really like changed my way of thinking when working out. I'm not sure if this fully makes sense, but it makes sense to me. So hopefully somebody gets it. I definitely want to go into the more working out piece on a different podcast. So watch out for that. So when I get home at night, whether it's coming home from the gym or if I go grab some food with friends or whatever it is, I always give myself time to decompress. I always try and end the night with my skincare. And this is like something so small that makes me feel just so much better, like going to sleep and like I had a successful day. And for some reason, whether my day is like amazing or super bad and hard, whenever I end with giving myself care, for example, my skincare, I always feel so much better and cleansed before going to bed at night. Okay, I have one last thing that I want to talk about that has really changed the game for me and has just made me a brighter and just happier person all around. I could talk about this for hours, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet. But finding the right people, finding the right people to hang out with, finding the right people to spend your time with. It took me a long, long, long time in high school to find my people. And once I found my people, I know they were my people. And coming to college, as every freshman is, they're scared that they're not going to find their people. And I want to tell you, there is a lot of people in college that need to find their people as well. And finding your people might not always be a simple process. It might take people upon people and trying new people and trying to meet new people to find the right people that fill your cup and make you happy. My big thing that I have always, always told myself is you would rather one or two or three good friends than a million okay friends that you tolerate. People online might look so glamorous that they have a million friends and they love them all and blah, 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 blah. There's just no feasible way that that's true. You would rather have a few close friends than a million friends that you were just like, okay, they're my friend. Because in the grand scheme of things, you need your people. And the people that you love and the people that you care about care about you back. And they will fill your cup and they will make your days brighter and happier. And I want to remind you guys, your people can change. It's okay to end friendships if they're not filling your cup and doing what you want for them to do. It's okay to meet other people and branch out to people that you might not have thought you would be friends with in the beginning. Don't let people's judgments of other people deter you away from people that you think that you could be friends with. While social media can be a terrible, terrible thing, it can also be a really positive thing with, it can also be a really positive thing when trying to meet new people. Maybe you've been trying to make some friends and you've added some girls on Snapchat maybe or you follow them on Instagram, but you haven't really connected that much. Maybe you ask them to coffee one day and you hit it off and you become friends. Like, you never know when or how you're going to meet people that you love and enjoy being around. So one of my biggest takeaways from this podcast that I want you to remember is that I want you all to just trust yourself. Trust your gut. Trust the person that you want to be. Trust the values that you have and the values that you want to have. You know yourself best. You know what you need best. 
and sharing what you need and sharing what doesn't feel good and what does feel good is gonna make such a difference in your life. Be open with the people that you know and love. Be open with the people that you trust because they wanna help you. They want you feeling good. No one wants you to be miserable and stuck in your thoughts. You are so loved by so many people. Don't forget that you are so loved by me. Please don't be afraid to reach out to me over DM on Instagram. I will leave it below. I am here for each and every one of you, and I'm so thankful you took the time to listen to my podcast. It truly means more than you could ever imagine. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you continue to have amazing holidays with whatever you celebrate. You are all amazing human beings, and I love you so much. I will see you guys next time. Before we go, remember this. You are so much more than the number on the scale or the size of your genes. Embrace your uniqueness and live a life filled with joy, nourishment, and self-love. Thank you for joining me today on Girl Gone Vocal. I hope you'll continue to explore the world beyond diet culture. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And as always, keep spreading love and positivity in your own beautiful way.